0: everyone it's thursday february 4th 2021 and we've got a really short bonus episode of the charge or die podcast here uh we're gonna talk about nissan nissan has launched two all-new versions of the frontier pickup truck as well as the pathfinder suv uh today uh both will be going on sale later this summer and this marks well a pretty big page turn for nissan on the whole Uh, the Frontier has been with us in its current iteration since 2005. Uh, this is a 15-year model cycle that, (laughs) when you sit down and think about it, there are people who were born in the year 2005 who are going to be getting their driver's licenses before this truck goes on sale later this summer. Uh, that is an insane thing to think about. Uh, it is unprecedented in the automotive industry to have a vehicle last that long. And, well, getting an all-new version of the Frontier is, I think, something to be celebrated, I guess, in a weird way. Um, because, uh, you know, for what it's worth, the outgoing Frontier is a pretty okay truck. You know, if you're not looking to spend a lot of money, you're looking to do some basic stuff, you know, towing, hauling, going slightly off-road, uh, there are certainly worse ways to have spent your money. Um, the trucks are reliable, the parts are cheap. I mean, you know, who who can blame anyone for making that kind of decision? This new Frontier, you know, takes a lot of what's been learned with the uh, Titan pickup truck, uh, some of the new design and engineering elements from the Rogue, the Kicks, and more are being incorporated into the Frontier. And I have to say as a total package, I think it's a pretty nice-looking truck. Now, there is one caveat, and that is that all of the press images and videos that were going around today are of the Pro 4X edition. Uh, That means it's going to have the wider fender flares, the bigger uh, off-roady tires, the little more rough-and-tumble tough-guy interior bits. I'm really curious to know what a lower trim, like an SV, or a mid upper trim, like an SL, is going to be like. Uh, I'm really curious to know what the king cab is going to be uh, shaped like versus the uh, extended. What do they call it? The crew cab, quad cab, whatever variant that this uh, press one was. Uh, yeah, I, I I think with the Frontier, broadly speaking, and I think it's kind of continuation of where they've been, is that you know the value priced models, entrance trims, things like that still seem to me like the place where you're going to want to put your money. I just don't know if I could fully jump on board with the idea of spending 40 closer to $50,000 on a fully loaded Frontier today when to some extent and we're going to put a huge asterisk there that uh you might be able to get a more capable everyday truck from Ford honda jeep chevrolet gmc uh any of those other brands for that kind of money now i know that that is selling the frontier short and that is partially because well this new frontier and it is a new frontier still has a lot of bones left in it from the previous frontier and you know i kind of go 50 50 here you know if the parts work if the chassis work if there's really not anything that necessarily needed to be improved in it why? You know, save on costs, make it a little bit cheaper to kick out the door, and I think that's what Nissan's probably planning to do. Um, And I think they're also kind of concerned about stepping too much on the Titan's toes. Uh, The Titan has had a rough go of it with its most recent iteration and launch. Uh, As much as I like the new Titan quite a bit, um, you know, Ford, GM, Chrysler, they know how to run circles around everyone at any given time with their pickup trucks, and uh, the Titan, just you know, they, they've they've missed the mark is maybe a good way to put. it. I think they've they they over hyped on the XD. They 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 promised this diesel thing. It's just it, it was a big big mess, and they've gone back to square one, kind of sort of with this most recent uh, model revision for twenty twenty one. So you know, that's that. But the Frontier, what are we getting? Well, you know. It's slightly larger than the outgoing truck, uh, but not significantly so. I think it's an, a nice overall size. It doesn't seem like it's gonna be too different uh from a Ford Ranger or a Chevrolet Colorado or anything like that. Like it's 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 a mid sized truck in every way, shape, and form. Uh, It's got the 3.8-liter V6 made into a nine-speed automatic. Uh, That engine and transmission is actually in the current 2021 frontier as we speak. Uh, So it's got, you know, a little over 300 horsepower. It's got a pretty healthy bit of torque. Uh, the truck's going to have a good payload and towing capacity. I think it's like 8,000 pounds, something like that. Uh, nothing to, to th- you know, thumb your nose at. Like, this is going to be a very capable little truck, and it's going to have a very powerful engine. Uh, it's got a optional locking rear axle, or differential on the rear axle. Uh, no locking fronts as of yet. Um, you know, two-speed transfer case in the middle. Um, you know, it's, it's a truck's truck, and I think the big One-upsmanship here, at least in the case for Nissan, is that they are going to be, you know, a couple steps ahead of Toyota. Uh, The 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 Tacoma is without a doubt the best-selling truck pickup truck in the United States, this side of an F one fifty, well, I guess Silverado and and uh, Sierra being what they are, but the Taco sells in some pretty big numbers, and in its class, you know, it's it's leagues ahead of everyone else, and in a weird sort of way, Nissan seems to have distilled a lot of what makes the TACO a popular option, where, you know, it's an older chassis design, it's an older powertrain, it's reliable, it's dependable, it's going to hold its value. I think Nissan's going after that end of the midsize pickup truck market, I guess, versus, you know, Honda, GM, Ford. All those guys that are, you know, dumping bazillions of dollars in, you know, developing, you know, uh, driver assistance tech, uh, cushy rides, high luxury trims, big tech infotainment on the dashboard, all those kinds of things. And, you know, and Nissan just seems to have rolled things back. And I think that's also kind of sort of the complaint here, is that it doesn't really look like Nissan's done enough, especially in the interior, uh, to make this a standout vehicle in 2021, 2022. Uh, It's... it's enough, I think, is is the good way to put it now. I think people are a little worried about what the truck's going to be like in three, five, seven years down the line when, you know, these things are going to be coming up used for pennies on the dollar, and, you know, is it still going to be an attractive vehicle choice at that point? And that's, I guess, where I kind of roll back to low-mid trims in the Frontier. I think are going to make the greatest amount of sense for you to buy brand new, Um, I think they're going to be the smartest ones to lease if you're a truck lease person. Um, if you're buying one used later on down the road, I think you'll be able to get a luxury or off-road version for much cheaper. Um, but yeah, dollar for dollar. I, I mean, if you're not expecting much, you just need a truck, uh... You could certainly do worse, is a good way to put it. Uh, The only other real groundbreaking bit of news on this uh, vehicle is, uh, well, there's two different chassis variants that I have some questions about. Uh, One is that there is an extended wheelbase option that they're going to be doing uh, that seems to indicate that they're trying to go for more of like a uh, ram level of space in the interior for a mid-sized truck. Um, That's going to carve into some interesting... Uh, buyer expectations, especially when you consider the passenger compartment of, well, the Honda uh, Ridgeline to me is one of the better ones in its class simply because while it's based on an SUV and it's got SUV levels of space in the rear seats, Um, whereas a lot of the others, I don't think it's particularly that great, but how often are you going to use the rear seats is another question. Uh, So this extended wheelbase model, I think, is something that's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, The other is that uh, the Pro 4X model, which has been around for a very, very long time, it's their off-roady, you know, TRD off-road, Z71, AT4, uh, Tremor type model. Uh, That one is still going to be the top dog in the lineup, but there is going to be a new Pro X version that's going to be like a uh a pre-runner style truck so it's going to be the version that gets a lot of the pro 4x suspension upgrades uh wheel and tire upgrades uh but it's going to be rear wheel drive only um i feel like toyota used to do this with the old trd tacomas and i feel like the sr5 initially was kind of in this realm as well but you know if you live in a part of the country where you want to be able to go off road maybe it's just a little bit of sand you know It's not really the worst way to go to get something that's a little bit more fuel conscious, uh, but you still get the tough boy looks. So it's going to be interesting to see where that kind of slots into buyers' uh, perspectives and choices and stuff like that, because uh, it seems like a very narrow number of customers uh, that would be going for this. And I think, again, kudos to Nissan to identifying that, hey, maybe this is something that we should be looking into. So... Yeah, uh, Frontier should be going on sale summer of 2021 as a 2022 model, so presumably sometime between June and August we will start seeing these on dealer lots. So uh, keep your eyes peeled, I suppose. Uh, the other big announcement from Nissan today was that we are getting a significantly updated slash all-new Pathfinder. Um, if you've been following along with the Pathfinder for the past, well, what? It's been almost a decade, I think, that the current one has been out. Uh, it's based on a front-wheel drive architecture that I believe is shared with the Murano. Um, the current Pathfinder is not good, is maybe a nice way to put it. Uh, the Pathfinder is saddled with, you know, this bad CVT transmission. The all-wheel drive system isn't particularly great. Um, it really kind of serves as a weird middle ground between, you know, like the Rogue and then going up to the uh, Armada, but also kind of sort of replace the Quest minivan in a strange way. Um, you know, as a family vehicle, there's plenty of room. You know, it's it's gonna be relatively dependable in the broadest of sense, in that it's got a three and a half liter VQ V6. The CVT transmissions in the current one aren't particularly great. Um, so Nissan's kind of going, you know, hey, we got this thing. What can we do to make it better? Um, I don't know if the chassis is all new, um, but it has been significantly upgraded. Uh, it's still got the same 3.5 liter VQ35 V6, which, you know, again, dependable, reliable engine, uh, but they've made it to the 9-speed ZF automatic uh, that's been available for five, six years, six years now, I guess, uh, in Jeeps, uh, Hondas, and Acuras, as well as JLR products from a uh, Land Rover, and Jaguar. Uh, This particular quest, or sorry, not even quest, wow, there we go. Uh, This Pathfinder, you know, it's, it's visually upgraded quite a bit to mimic a lot of the style that we're seeing in the current, or well, I guess it's the all new now current Rogue, um, which I think is a very attractive visual style on the uh, exterior and interior. Uh, it's it's funct- highly functional, uh, it's somewhat aggressive, but not too crazy. Um, you know, it, it lends itself really well to a vehicle the size of the new Pathfinder. Um, there is a special all-wheel drive system being developed for it that's got different kind of terrain management systems. Um, that system will be able to route power pretty efficiently from wheel to wheel through the ABS system. I'm not anticipating it to be a particularly good off-road vehicle in the same vein as, like, a body-on-frame pickup truck-based truck based crossover or SUV, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily think that, uh, you know, it's going to be a slouch in that regard either. Um, Nissan's really gunning for the Highlander. The Highlander doesn't have a particularly good all-wheel drive system, so, you know, it's not going to take much to kind of catch up here uh, in terms of programming and other things. It is going to be interesting to see how Nissan adapts the ZF9-speed gearbox uh, to this particular engine. Um, it took Jeep four or five model years to get the programming figured out correctly on the Cherokee. Um, it took quite a long time on the Renegade and other ones. Like, they're really finally just getting it down after quite a long time. And, uh, Honda, you know, they had a really rough go of it. They've completely dumped it. They're switching it out for their new 10-speed automatic. Uh, so, you know, We'll see, I guess is a good way to put it. I I would hope that Nissan gets the wiggles out before the vehicle actually hits the streets, but I guess on the flip side, too, anything's better than the outgoing uh, CVT uh, because mainly, you know, it's going to give the Pathfinder the ability to tow, and I think that's really what a lot of people were complaining about is that they bought this big crossover, they've got a boat or two jet skis or something like that, and they really just couldn't haul a lot behind it. Uh, This updated... uh, Pathfinder is going to be able to tow over 6,000 pounds, which actually makes it more capable than just about everything in the segment outside of the Dodge Durango. Uh, So, you know, that's nothing to scoff at. Uh, Just like the Frontier, the new Pathfinder is going to be available later this summer. Again, sometime between June and August is when we're supposed to see them. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing both in the flesh. Uh, The Pathfinder definitely seems to be a little more up-to-date current with nissan uh interior bits and design elements uh whereas the frontier i think still has a little bit more of a utilitarian lean uh so i'd expect both to be assembled fairly well but uh, the pathfinder might be a little bit nicer of a ride long term now what is interesting about all of this since we're here and we're talking about Nissan, uh, trucks and SUVs, is that there was a story posted, uh, I think it was late last week, early this week, talking about the Xterra. Uh, Nissan dealers are clamoring begging, pleading Nissan to bring out an all-new version of the Xterra because people are demanding it. Uh, you know, SUVs are very hot right now, especially ones that have a big off-road lean to them, ones that are capable of overlanding, camping, yada, yada, yada. And the Xterra was a very strong seller for Nissan for a very, very long time. Uh, The Xterra went away most recently when the uh, Pathfinder switched from a quasi body on frame unibody type thing uh to what it is now on a car based structure and uh yeah people people were not happy is a good way to put it um Nissan did show a off-road ruggedized version of the Pathfinder in their uh videos and photos today um it is definitely not an Xterra branded model but it seems to put some emphasis on the idea that Nissan is listening to some regard, that they're going to offer something like that. So uh, the rumor mill, of course, is churning out uh, stories about how the updated Frontier chassis might be adapted to create a new Xterra, uh, because after all, previous iterations of the Xterra were based on the Pathfinder pickup truck, not the same chassis as the Pathfinder, um, which, you know, Could spell some interesting things. Uh, I think what would be particularly exciting in that regard is that if Nissan was able to put an all-new Xterra on the Frontier chassis, presumably that would mean it would be much more affordable than a lot of other body-on-frame SUVs in its class, namely the Forerunner, and at the right price with the right content, you know, I think they could certainly find buyers again, because it is important to remember that when the Xterra first showed up in the late 90s and early aughts, it was a very, very affordable SUV that was very capable off-road, and that's still something that could sell today, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but have you seen the photos and the videos, what do you think of these cars? I would be curious to hear your thoughts, if you're listening on Anchor, you can uh, drop us a line leave some comments, uh, otherwise, yeah, guys, uh, you can follow along with episodes of this show at anchor.fm slash Charger die, and you can follow along with me talking about cars, movies, fashion, and other things on Twitter at twitter.com slash iceman, that's y-s-s-m-a-n. Anyway, guys, uh, Presumably, this will be the last episode for the week, Uh, and uh, we've got more auto news coming, as I said in yesterday's episode. Uh, Lots of EV announcements from Hyundai, uh, GM, and more in the near future, so keep your eyes and ears peeled, and we will see you again on the next episode of the Charge or Die podcast. See you then.